0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. As you probably already know, I'm Heli and I talk about eating disorders and how to overcome them. So if you're new to this podcast series, then welcome. And if you're an already avid listener, then welcome back and thank you for listening. So let's jump straight into the episode today then. And today's episode is about whether eating disorders can be considered a choice. So if you already know about my work and you've listened to my podcast episodes before or you've read my blog or even read my books, then one thing you will know is that I now consider eating disorders to be a form of addiction and an addiction to energy deficit. And one thing that led me down the rabbit hole of exploring the concept of whether restrictive eating disorders are a form of addiction and took me to the conclusion that they very much are a brain based addiction to the state of energy deficit, leading me to write my two books, the first being called Addicted to Energy Deficit and the second book being called Aiming for Overshoot. So, the thing that led me to explore the concept of eating disorders being an addiction, was a conversation with a client. And that client had been told by a health professional that developing an eating disorder was not a choice, but to recover or not recover very much was a choice. And I'd heard this statement before from others, but something about it on this occasion made me reflect on it a bit more deeply. And that led me into exploring addiction territory, because the same concept and the same statement is often made about other forms of addiction. So in this episode, I'm going to use some of the information that's included in the book Addicted to Energy Deficit to explore whether eating disorders or even other forms of addiction are actually a choice in the first instance and then how much of a choice there really is in whether you successfully overcome one or not. When you have an eating disorder, these conversations about choice in relation to the addiction and the eating disorder compulsions and behaviours can trigger a range of negative emotions, including feelings of shame, weakness or low self-worth. And of course, any negative emotions can make eating disorders more powerful as the eating disorder has become a way to manage difficult feelings. And so these conversations about choice have the potential to create additional challenges with addressing the eating disorder, especially if you feel that people are blaming you in some way for having an eating disorder or for not overcoming it and that they are implying that you are choosing to stay in the eating disorder or that you are choosing not to recover from it. So with all that in mind, I think what I want to do first is make one thing very clear for any of you who need to hear it, and that is that developing an eating disorder of any form is never a choice. No one ever chooses to develop an eating disorder and to deliberately enter the driven, addicted, lonely and hard life that an eating disorder inevitably creates. Never ever let yourself believe that you chose this way of living because you didn't. The fact you developed an eating disorder comes down to the mixture of an unlucky genetic blueprint and certain triggers And those triggers, as I've also explored in the books, can be entering an initial state of energy deficit with or without some form of life stress. And those triggers then kicked those genes into life so that they manifested as the restrictive eating disorder that you have today. And you didn't choose any of that. If you made any conscious choices When the eating disorder started, it might have been something like to embark on an innocent diet or, as in my case, it was to take on an innocent exercise kick. Or it might be that the choice was inflicted on you by well-meaning parents or professionals encouraging you to lose weight for your health, in inverted commas. And when you did so, you had no Insight into what the consequences would be. You couldn't have predicted the energy deficit created by the harmless diet would lead you into a dangerous and life limiting eating disorder. So, very much, you did not choose to develop an eating disorder. I think we can all be agreed on that. Nobody chooses an eating disorder. But what about choice then with overcoming an eating disorder? How much choice is there in that? Now, as I said earlier, an eating disorder becomes a powerful way to soothe pain. Even after the initial attraction that was once present to the behaviours, such as restrictive eating and exercising and losing that first bit of weight, that is attractive in the first instance. It does give you that feeling of, high reward, which is then what makes it so addictive. But even when that initial attraction to those behaviours no longer holds any rational appeal, or maybe they've even become less tolerable to live with, those behaviours can still retain a very powerful allure. And that's because they blunt mental pain They suppress crippling withdrawal symptoms. And I've made an episode about withdrawal symptoms that you might go through when you're giving up an eating disorder. So go back and listen to that if you need to. Eating disorders also allow you to avoid the fear that arises from making changes, and they ease the cravings. So the cravings for more exercise, the cravings for more restriction, The cravings to control your weight or lose a bit more weight, following the eating disordered patterns and habits, eases all those very powerful cravings. Plus, at the end of the day, brains are biology. Brains have biases, attractions, associations to things and habitual thought patterns that will drive automatic behaviours. And your brain is strongly driven by emotions, it's driven by desires or fears, and very rarely are our brains driven by logic. And of course, brains are changed at an incredibly deep level by an eating disorder when it comes to embedded brain circuits that will have set in with the eating disorder that will push you with force towards behaviours. That will pursue your drug of energy deficit before you can even realise what's happening often and stop yourself. So because of all that it can't be entirely reasonable to say that anyone is choosing to continue to pursue the behaviours and compulsions associated with a restrictive eating disorder. And neuroscientists now know that any decisions that we believe we're making at a conscious and rational level are in fact made by the unconscious part of our brain around half a second before they enter our conscious awareness. And that's pretty mind-blowing when you think about it. So with that in mind, everybody, even the most self-controlled and non-addicted people out there, Everybody has a lot less deliberate agency over their actions than anyone can believe true of themselves. Even the most self-controlled people have much less deliberate agency over their actions than they believe they do. But having said that, people do overcome restrictive eating disorders, and that doesn't happen by magic. If only it did happen by magic. Choice and self-control are key factors in how effectively someone does overcome an eating disorder or not. So we can't say that there's no element of choice involved when it comes to overcoming eating disorders or any other form of addiction. And with other forms of addiction, research also found that when people are allowed to believe that things they really want from their future beyond the addictive disorder, are possible for them to achieve, then those incentives that that dream life they might be holding in their mind's eye, if they have the incentive that that life could be possible for them, then that can be a key factor in choosing then to stop the pursuit of their addictive drug. And of course, that addicted drug could be an ingested drug or it can be a behaviour or something like an eating disorder. So for many, the ability to choose to stop and to find the strength to make that choice depends on them actually having very meaningful reasons to do so. But even if you do have powerful reasons to stop, powerful reasons to let the eating disorder go, even then it's more complicated to overcome a compulsive behaviour just saying no to it. It takes hard work, it takes mental effort, focus and support from others but it can be easier to make that choice towards new opportunities when you're allowed to believe that it's possible and when you're empowered to do so. So I believe that anyone listening to this who has an eating disorder and is desperate to recover, I believe you can recover. The ability is within you to make changes and overcome the compulsions created by the eating disorder but it can come from how you perceive your options and choices alongside your ability to recognise the impact of continuing to pursue the behaviours that will make or break whether you do make those changes or not. And yes self-control can be used To pull yourself back from acting on an addictive desire, even when it's painful and anxiety-provoking and holds risk of failure. Resisting the lure of the behaviours and the hit they create isn't impossible, but of course it can be incredibly difficult and incredibly emotionally challenging. So when it comes to overcoming an eating disorder, choice is involved. But to optimize your chances of making the right choice, it helps to be able to believe in your abilities to change. And if you've ever been told that the eating disorder is chronic, it puts the burden onto you and it reduces your ability to view it as something you do have the choice to overcome. Being told you can't recover or you're chronically left with this eating disorder ultimately disempowers you. When what you need above all else is to be empowered, you need to be able to believe in your ability to change and your ability to have a better life. And I'm telling you now that I don't believe any eating disorder is chronic and that people can't recover. So no matter how long you've held this eating disorder and these behaviours for, how young you were when it started or anything else, I believe you can change. I believe anyone can change and I've seen it. I've seen it time and again. People do recover even after years and decades and there's no reason that can't be true for you as well. But if your current reality is that you feel disempowered, that you feel that people have told you you'll never recover and you can't visualize a future for yourself, then you need to recognise that the eating disorder is not something you want anymore. You need to notice that it's wrecking your life and it's destroying your future opportunities and potential and that you want things to be different. And then try to start to believe that things can be different because they can. And you do have the choice to decide that you will stop the behaviours in the pursuit of energy deficit. And if you make that choice, you're more likely to do it. Focusing on new goals, pursuits, and a life outside the eating disorder will also make such a big difference. You need strong reasons that are emotive to you as to why you will change. Allow these goals to drive your desire for more, nurture them. And choose to move towards them because you can. Visualise and believe in your ability to change. And you will be better able to resist the urges when they arise time and again, trying to pull you back towards the eating disorder patterns, even when they're at their most powerful and alluring. And when those urges hit, remind yourself that responding to them in the now might reduce the discomfort in the short term but it's going to keep you in the misery of the eating disorder in the long term. And you don't want that. So you didn't choose to have an eating disorder, or you didn't choose to deliberately set out on that path. And choosing to overcome an eating disorder is far from simple or easy. It's not about simple choice. It's far more complicated than that. So don't feel you are to blame just because you have not succeeded yet in overcoming the eating disorder. It's really important that you remove any self-blame that might be there, as those inappropriate negative feelings towards yourself are only going to hurt you more, and then lead you to hold on to the destructive eating disordered behaviours for longer, to try and numb the shame or the guilt or the negative feelings that you've got towards yourself. But there are choices to be made to overcome an eating disorder and it takes support, empowering yourself and finding meaningful goals beyond the eating disorder so that you can keep making the choice to move towards your free life even when it's feeling nearly impossible in the moment you're in. You can do these things. So please believe that you can make choices today that will take you towards a more free and amazing life than having an eating disorder ever can be. But those choices aren't easy to make and to stay consistently making those choices every single day as you're going through this process and the emotions are getting harder and the withdrawal symptoms are kicking in more strongly, it takes support to get through that. It takes having people you can talk to about what you're going through, having cheerleaders alongside you who will help to keep you motivated and keep you remembering why you're going through this really difficult process that can feel really, really shitty when you're in it. But you can choose to make those changes. And the more you do, the easier it will become And one day you will look back and you'll notice that every time you made that choice to not restrict in that moment, to not engage in that compulsive movement, to not purge, to not use the laxatives, every time you made one of those choices, it built and it snowballed and it turned into getting you into a much more possible and free life. When you look back and you think, wow, Look how far I've come. So make the right choices today. You can make the choice to eat the food that is least restrictive rather than your safe food. You can make the choice to aim for overshoot and do everything that that takes. You can do it. I know you can do it. I don't believe that anybody can't recover. But it's not easy. I know that. So I hope that episode has given you something else to think about. If you want to check out my books, then Addicted to Energy Deficit and Aiming for Overshoot are available on most international online book retailers around the world. And you'll find out more about me and you'll find more of my blog posts on helibarns.com. And of course, you've got a whole back catalogue now of these podcast episodes as well, if you want to go back and listen to any more of them to give yourself a little bit more motivation and positivity to push into bashing this eating disorder out of your life today and every day. I'm Heli, you'll find me on hellybarns.com. If there's anything in particular you want me to talk about in future episodes, then please just drop me an email and otherwise I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.